welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Lindsay. I'm Nichelle. And welcome back to Adam's Red Podcast, everyone. Welcome to our lovely new listeners to our podcast. We are a Christian podcast for women. You can subscribe and listen to the podcast every single Tuesday in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify. You can email us at adamsredpodcast at gmail.com. We do have a website, adamsredpodcast.com. On the website, we have blogs, videos events and all types of things going on, um, subscribe to the website so that you can get updated on all these new ventures that we have. You can like us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter. So welcome to episode 157, everyone. Brandon is with us. Hello. (laughs) I don't like Brandon. (laughs) We love Brandon. So this episode, we're talking about fact versus fiction, debunking myths, um, and pretty much we're going to talk about some of those things that we hear people say, well, the Bible well, says, right? but they took he a lot of context. So, right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so they use it, in my opinion, some of these myths are used to control people and to um, perpetuate religion, which is why we see, especially with millennials, this mass exodus from the church. And so I want to talk about a few of those things. And you guys, I think it's also used to make excuses for whatever. Absolutely. You know, activities you may be may be partaking in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I think it can be used for a lot of things. And what's so funny, sometimes I feel like I see both sides of the spectrum. Sometimes I see people, I mean, they know they Bible left to right. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean? Like, just like word wise, context wise. Mm-hmm. Like, they can tell me the scripture says every single word, but then I don't feel like they know God. Mm-hmm. So they're misinterpreting it what this, these actual literature words are saying versus who God is, too. Yes. But then you have the complete opposite, where it's like, well, the Bible says, okay, you clearly did not read that in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so I think there's a spectrum. Of the myths. (laughs) Well, and then depending to what version of the Bible you're reading, because we see that different versions even use different words and words are a vital part of language. So I think that can be used as like not mythical, but a myth, too, because I I don't know. You ever hear the argument? Well, you know, man, you know, remade the Bible, Mm -hmm. interpreted the Bible, and then they use all these different Mm -hmm. versions. And so uh I'm on the fence about that. You know, I'm not a theologian. (laughs) So I don't want to sit here and say, well, that don't sound right. Because I don't, I have not studied it like that. Like the the ones that are probably, you know, made these new, new King James and Mm -hmm. common English Bible, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. these new versions are. So I don't know. Well, even the the creation of Old Testament versus New Testament, Mm -hmm. that's not something that God did. Mm -hmm. He didn't create verses and chapters and all of that. People Mm -hmm. did that. Mm -hmm. And so naturally, even when you and I communicate with something, Lindsay and I could say something to Brandon right now. And if we say the same thing but use different words, yeah. he might perceive that differently. I tell my mom that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, Courtney literally said the exact same thing I mm-hmm. just did. You received it so different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's important. And I, I, I think that for me is a gift 
of the different translations of the Bible because it reaches people differently. Yes. And at the end of the day, if all I have to do is change two words to get you to see Christ, <laughs> honey, I'll change those two words mm-hmm. all day. But then the argument is, and this is like fact and friction, myth or whatever, the argument is. Fact and friction. Fact or fiction. I like that. No, but that's good. Fact and friction because that's, that's what this good. is. <laughs> but then I feel people can argue i'm two words yes it can change something but it can change something you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so you got well, even the tone do you see how you just did yes. that it could change something or it, it could, could change, change something, something. <laughs> i wonder how they were right or they like they leave writing. things out you know like I, I think i feel like oh wait a minute they'll like take a passage but did you read the passage before that and the passage after that mm-hmm. no you gotta take the whole thing mm-hmm. and then you know discuss it so i don't know so I'm and apply it to and understanding what these books of the Bible actually mean. Like, who was the audience? What was the cultural time? And how yes. does that relate yes. to Yes! Oh, my the gosh! Message? Because Didn't if somebody we... were to... Real quick. If someone were to be writing the Bible today, it might look real interesting. You know, didn't didn't Carl Lentz, like, write... I won't say he rewrote the Bible, but that... Pa- you know Carl Lentz. He does... Uh, was it Hilltop Hillsong Church in New York? Mm-hmm. He wrote... I'm going to look it up. Okay, because I'm not familiar with no, no, no. this rewriting of the word. He wrote a book, and I don't want I don't want to say that it was like the remake of the Bible. I don't want to say that's what it is until I actually look this up. Okay, but it was basically what would man today, mm-hmm. you know, like in in modern words, mm-hmm. say about the Bible? I'm gonna look it up. I think he wrote something to bring the Bible in modern day form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or something to that extent, which can be good, and or it could be dangerous like do you trust the person who wrote that right to really accurately reflect what the word says but let's talk about some of these myths brandon you have an idea what are some things you think so growing up in church i never i always heard this but nobody could ever prove it they always said that hallelujah was the highest praise which i've always (laughs) i've always cringed on that Especially now, it's like hallelujah, the highest praise. Go yes. give it to him. But I just got. What if I just got done stabbing somebody twenty minutes ago? And now like, you're saying hallelujah, and you're saying hallelujah is my highest praise. That's that's the best I can give God if I just stab somebody like twenty minutes ago. Maybe, maybe like, your salvation just happened real quick. Like, but I can't. I I can't. To me, I feel like I can't give God my all if my heart isn't in mm. pure or is not in the position to I do never so. Thought of it that way. Okay, so can I challenge that? Let me ask you this. Yes. The the question is, your all may look different than my all, right? So, like, you just said, I can't give God my all if my heart's not in the right place. But what if that is your all in that moment? So, like, we're all sinners anyway. So, you're saying, who defines the all? Your all may look different than And so, I think people sometimes stop trying to give to God because they feel like they aren't ready or they're not a good enough person or they're not doing enough spiritually to then say like lord i still submit to you do you see what i'm saying yeah but (laughs) so how do we how do we balance that i well i don't think it's up for anybody to judge to see what their all really is i mean at the end of the day god has a final say we know that okay so i think just for me like i don't know Especially for people that we all know. We know that, like, one or two people that are in the church that just, like... I know about 10. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to go that far. Okay. I know about 30, but okay, I didn't want to go that far. But <laughs> that's why I said two, you know, amen, hallelujah. 
but we know (laughs) (laughs) but we know a few of those people Mm -hmm. you know that they claim oh holly's highest praise but we know good and well they don't mean that (laughs) we know good well their heart is not even in the position while they're singing they're too busy trying to figure out which woman they're going to take down Mm. after service Mm. this is on the praise and worship team wow I could see that. But so I don't know. I guess in my mind, when people say Hollywood is the highest praise, I feel like that's just it. Like Hollywood is the highest praise. That is, I feel like that does not mean it's the only praise. I don't know. I, I didn't think I, of that. I way. feel like it's not the highest. What's Me the personally. Highest I, and your, for you. Sacrif- like your, your sacrifice. You okay. Offer yourself as a living I sacrifice. See what, you're see what I'm that's saying? Good, like you can't, just, you can't just say, oh, Hollywood, because. Sticks and stones may <laughs> finish like, that. Finish that. Like for Sticks real, and stones may, may break your bones, but words can never. Like, but at the same time, like those words, they may not do much. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. like I need to see a- action speak louder than words, yeah. and I feel like, you know, your highest praise needs to be based on what you're sacrificing, what you're giving to God, in what you do, yeah. or and, and you know, that sacrifice probably wasn't stabbing that man. God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. <laughs> okay, that is a really good one. That's a that is a good way to start. One of the ones I thought about is this idea that money is the root of all evil. People love to use First Timothy six ten, um, to say, "Oh, money is such a bad thing. You shouldn't want all the nicest thing." And then you know, especially the old saints, they love to say, "It's harder for a rich man to get through the eye of a needle than it is a camel." I can't. Sorry, I laughed at that. <laughs> stand. That because money is not the problem. The love of money Money. is the Mm -hmm. problem. And so when you love something to the extent of where you're greedy, and I think we were just talking about this earlier, when you're greedy, then you start to worship money. Now you've Mm -hmm. replaced God and you've made money a God. I look at it more of lust than actual love, because when you actually love something, you do what you you do, what you're supposed to do when you're dealing with it. Mm. So I think it's more so mm. of a lust type mm. thing. Like the lust of money. Yeah. Because when you lust for something, you want it and okay. you want to feed your flesh with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So first Timothy six, seventeen through nine. Um, I'll read that really quick because I think it gives us a practical view of how God sees our riches. So it says, starting at verse 17, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So essentially, it's telling you don't worship this money and place your your faith in something that literally will wither away. Mm -hmm. You should be stacking up in the heart of God. You should be stacking up in good deeds, not good deeds to say, I gave Lindsay $10 today, mm-hmm. so I should get repaid for that in heaven. Mm-hmm. No, it's not that. But it's the true like outpouring of your heart. Like, What is your honest heart for people? How do you serve? And then I love that verse 19 in says, or it ends by saying, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. And we know that that is the eternal 
mm-hmm. life with Jesus. I can't wait to have that party. That's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Brent is giving us praise hands and moonwalking on the street and everything. Yeah. I'm going to have me take me some pearls from them gates, make me a necklace. I'm just playing. Okay. Sorry, were you done with yo? Go for it. Okay. Mine is the whole that you must pay 10% of your income to tithe. I feel like that is an old school of thought, an old testament of thought. Because when we look at the Old Testament, I mean, that's basically what, what it truly was. Not even really in the form of, like, sense of money. It's like their, their, their livestock, their farming, right? That was, like, you know, what they treasured, mm-hmm. so we had to give that. But if we go and look into the New Testament, and even the whole debate between is it gross income or net income, it really comes down to what God has laid on, on your heart is what you are choosing to give. Now, I personally firmly believe that I feel like what God lays in your heart could look one way one season, look mm-hmm. another way a different season. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, sometimes we just simply ain't got it, whether mm-hmm. it be 30% or 20%, we just simply ain't got it. But if you were just faithful for the little that you have, mm-hmm. I feel like I will honor that, whether it's 10 or 50%. Because, you know, if someone, if all they have is $100, give them $10, that's hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give them $10 of those dollars, that is hard. So I, I feel like if we are pouring to the kingdom first, Pouring to the kingdom with a good heart and pouring to the kingdom what you ever feel like God has placed on your heart to give, then that is what you tithe. Mm-hmm. So that's what I feel like is okay. a mess that's in, in the scripture. Okay. Brandon, how you feel about that? Well, I'll just speak for my experience. For me, I, I, I have always been iffy about that as well, but... I have found moments where that did work for Amen. me mm-hmm. in my favor. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, like I went a little above my 10% uh, last year because I was dealing with some things concerning the family and I was believing God for it. And now I'm a full custodial parent of the child that I've yes. been fighting for. So <laughs> I, it may not it may work in different ways yes. for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I know somebody who it may not be money. It may be a, a 10% of their gift as far as what they mm-hmm. do or whatever. I you know, but that. at the end of the day, there's still some type of sacrifice based on your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, yeah. that's just based on my experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And that's what I think. I think I think it has to be tied Two experiences, and it's it's just tied to your circumstances. I just feel like everyone's tithing and giving looks vastly different. I think everyone should give mm-hmm. something. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I do think we should pour into the kingdom in some form or fashion. But I just I always feel bad when people get caught up in, oh, I just ain't got that 10%. You know? They just ain't got it. So they feel like, God's oh, not going to love me. I'm going to hell. No, of course not. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I feel like that's something that needs to be debunked. Debunked. That's a good point. <laughs> For me, I see tithes as being a mandatory 10%. And if you can do more, obviously do more. And if you need to do less in whatever season you're in, do less. Like that, like God's not going to have a checklist that says, exactly. Michelle. Exactly. In 2015, right. I saw 10%. <laughs> I only saw four mm-hmm. in 2016. He's not measuring that. But I think for us, to be disciplined in our finances and to give that 10% so that we can receive the other increase, I do mm-hmm. think is necessary. And so even for me, I went through a season where I was part-time employed for like over six months and I was living penny to penny, literally penny to penny. And I couldn't fully give 10% 
because all of the pennies had to literally add up. Yeah. Like they all, well, all had the pennies to add had had an assignment. Rent got to get paid. Water got to literally get paid. Yeah. like penny to penny is <laughs> not even a there. joke. Yeah, yeah. And so. For me, it was, I told myself, if I can't give 10% in my finances, then I'll make sure I give 10% in my time and 10% Mm -hmm. in my talent. And so Mm -hmm. I I decided to serve as much as I can. But also, just for me, I take ministry really seriously anyway. So then it had to be about, okay, Nichelle, like you can't just resort to that because that's something that you would naturally do. How can you expand Mm -hmm. what you give God? Mm -hmm. And so that was um, a, a journey for me. But I still think that... 10% 10% because the derivation of the word tithe is 10th. Mm-hmm. And so I think that 10% is intentional. And I, I have seen literally God make some stuff up about some finances. I remember going into being part-time. Oh my God, this is the worst season of my life. I remember going into being part-time and literally in September one year, I quit my job on a Monday with no backup plan. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm out of here. This is too much. And I remember my discipleship leader, she literally prayed a very specific prayer. She said, Lord, we are claiming an increase in finances. We are um, claiming no gap in employment. And we're claiming that the job comes quickly. That We don't have to wait and pray for this for long. That Tuesday, I got a call at noon. Wednesday, I was at work by 9 a.m. with a significant increase in finances. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about even then, that season I had been so faithful while I was full-time giving my 10%, God was like, I can meet you where you are. So if if you've been giving me 10 and being faithful with that, not to say that he wouldn't do more, but he he definitely met me there. And Mm -hmm. so that was a blessing (laughs) to the point where literally I remember wondering, how am I going to pay my phone bill this mm-hmm. month? Just and you knowing. Start, you start saying, you know what? I didn't need that phone anyway. No, no, that's, that's not what <laughs> no, I was saying. No, I'm just saying, no. I've been there. It's like, you know what? No. I don't need no gas. I can walk. <laughs> I literally was like, how am I going to pay this phone bill? And I kid you not, I called my phone company to tell them I ain't going to make the bill this month. And I swear to you, they were like, don't even worry about it. You just got an iPhone. Your bill will be a dollar for the next six months. I was like, huh? I'm like, how does that work? But knowing my story, I'm just like, God, like you literally were standing in the gap. So Mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, give your 10%. God will literally stand in the gaps for everything else. And if you cannot do it because every penny literally is allotted for, Mm -hmm. I agree with Lindsay. He's not waiting with a belt Mm -mm. and putting you in timeout or in the corner or Mm -hmm. snatching blessings. You do what you can. He sees it anyway. He knows where you spend your money. So if it's at Chipotle, you ain't hiding it. Well, if you're going to do that, at least be at Qdoba. Anyway. Hey, man. <laughs> they got queso. Oh, Lord. Better queso. But, well, does Chipotle even have queso? They, Did they, they get some? They got, like, It's stoned. probably all watery. They got stoned <laughs> for theirs. So not stoned. <laughs> they probably weren't tithing. No. <laughs> cheese soup, but. <laughs> Ooh, it's all watery. Ooh. Anyone else? They, any they do other have some good guac, though. Myths that we need to debunk It'd be today. like $5 guac. I'm like, it can't be that good. Any other I would, myths I would to debunk today? <laughs> I, I think for, well, I actually have two, but I'll start with this one. Will a man rob God? Mm. <laughs> and I feel like in what form or could we really rob God? Air quotes. You know, He's doing air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> fingers. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean. 
people still all the time. Well, not us, but you know, <laughs> we know, you know, somewhere in America, somebody's probably robbing a bank right now, mm-hmm. and they're gonna look at, oh, you're, y'all not tithing to the church, or y'all not doing this, or you're doing whatever. So you just gonna rob God and not give him what he? First of all, <laughs> he homie, don't need our money. He don't need our money. Yeah. First of all, God will supply all of our needs mm-hmm. according to his, his riches. riches. Right. <laughs> so he, so really, he we chilling. just borrowing from him. I know. <laughs> This is look, we're 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 dealing with a loan until he comes back. Okay. okay. <laughs> what we do, we send it up on a head to heaven. Like, hey, amen, you know God, look, hold this for me till I get up there. <laughs> God God is the only individual that doesn't have to worry about credit check. Okay. He is supplying us with what we need until he returns to come get us. That's good. So why so do we you need don't to rob believe God? we can rob God? I don't really think so i mean i mean i can understand if we it's one thing to not follow instruction Mm -hmm. and take advantage of doing something what we want and you know we robbed god of opportunity to reaching somebody or something like that but to physically like take something like yeah yeah, like like no i got this 20 dollar bill i'm not giving it Mm -hmm. like no it i don't think that's the case Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. What do you think about that, Lindsay? I never thought of it that way. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I'm not saying I agree that you can rob God, but I don't know. I just didn't think of it that way. I think when I hear that, what I'm thinking is, I guess, I guess, like you said, it's not really essentially like robbing God, but I think it's just like, man, you sitting on all these talents and you're not pouring it into the kingdom. That's mm-hmm. when I think of robbing God. So yes, mm-hmm. we're, are we actually robbing God? Of course not. Mm-hmm. But when that that comes out, that's what I think of. We're not pouring into his kingdom and we're being selfish we're being greedy we're not humble you know all that that's what i think of we're robbing god because you know he made us within his image and i feel like if we're not reflecting his image it's like it's like a mother and a child or a father and a child it's just like mm-hmm. dang you're making me look bad you know you're robbing mm-hmm. me of my greatness mm-hmm. you know you my spawn so that's how i look at it so i didn't think of it actually that way as far as monetarily mm-hmm. I would, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle because what I think when you made the quote, Brandon, and you said, um, we essentially have like a loan from God. The one thing I thought of is like, yeah, we got a loan, but we still got to be on this payment plan to like pay (laughs) this thing back. Like we can't just sit on what he's given us. So I think, Lindsay, I identify with what you're saying when you say, are you reflecting God? And I'm like, if God has literally blessed me with X amount of income, X amount of talent, X amount of time, and I'm just sitting on it, that to me does feel like robbery. Mm -hmm. Because it's like he gave you this stuff to use, Mm -hmm. and now you want to sit there with it? He could have gave it to somebody else. It's like you can't truly rob That feels like robbery to me. (laughs) I mean, of course you're not going to run up on him with a ski mask (laughs) and a gun and be like, pow, pow, shot, like we just robbed you. But not like when you rob and then God will be without. Now the kingdom going to move on without you. Okay, so (laughs) is he going to be without no. no. Like, dear Jesus, break yourself, <laughs> fool. Like, what? <laughs> what? Y'all pray for Brandon this week. Amen. Uh, I missed that show. I, anyway. I, I feel you on that. <laughs> All right, I got one. We got one more, then we got to wrap it up. This idea that Christians cannot judge. Hmm. Didn't we have Matthew a whole episode about 7, that? Matthew 7 1 says, Well, I'm not sure you've been doing this for three oh, years. Oh, my bad. I thought that yeah, was we're you. Like, that might not have we're been like you. 150 episodes. I'm like, in Really, Lizzie? No, I'm not saying you can't say it, but I literally was just like, Dang, I think we had an episode about that. Go yeah. ahead. 
Um, Matthew 7, 1 says, do not judge or you too will be judged. And for some reason, Christians stop there. <laughs> they just stop talking. They just be like, you can't judge me or God's going to judge you. But the thing about it, people tend to take advantage of that. too. Absolutely. They, that's like, a robbery right only, there. Only, only, only God can judge me. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, <laughs> we can question that. Yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, only God can judge me. Mm-hmm. Homie, your shirt is wrinkled. Uh, that's, that's, don't. That, that, we shouldn't, that shouldn't even be a question. That, like, <laughs> maybe that's how he bought it. Anyway, the scripture is designed to address hypocrisy and balance and check our judgment, not to rule our judgment out. And so if you read the rest of the scripture, it, t- it talks about specifically being a hypocrite. So if I'm going to judge you, not saying that I'm going to be perfect, but I shouldn't be doing it in a way to condemn you. Or if I judge your actions, I shouldn't be doing it in a way to condemn you. Maybe conviction, maybe reflecting something back to you that you don't see yourself. But yes, Christians can judge in their scriptures that talk about it. And I want people to stop limiting it to Matthew 7, 1. Yeah. So I want to go back and then Brandon, you can pray us out if you want to. We did have an episode about that. It's episode 148. If you want to reference what Nichelle literally just discussed. I mean, because she literally Thank just you, laid Lindsay. it out. And that, what? No, I always like to reference things. <laughs> so if you do want to hear an expanded <laughs> version of what Nichelle just said, it's episode 148. And it's called The Pot Calling the Kettle Black. Okay. Blackie. Pot. <laughs> You want to praise out, B? Sure. God, we thank you for allowing us to be open to understanding what your word really says versus what the church or the world is really saying. Lord, we ask you to just allow us to see what you say and put it into practice, put it in our hearts, hide in our hearts. So that way, when we're tested, we're able to apply what you truly say, God. So we thank you for what you're able to do. At this time, bless everyone that is listening. Bless all of us uh, here on the podcast. And we will be careful to give you honor, praise, mm. and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. No robbery. Thanks, we'll Brandon. We'll catch y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in.